Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Moms That Say Fuck, hosted by yours truly, Alana Kapitz and Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm Alana, the CEO and founder of Moms Toronto. We're on a mission to bring moms together and give them a great day, revolutionizing maternity leave. And I'm Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm a pediatrician and pediatric emergency medicine doctor. I provide no-nonsense child health advice, dispelling myths, and empowering parents to parent confidently and raise your healthiest kids. Together, we have six kids under eight. We are eager to chat with other moms, entrepreneurs, and interesting people about everything from sex to alcohol, sleep woes, and body shaming. We aren't afraid to talk about taboo topics or share our many opinions. We say it like it is and want to get to the heart of the issues facing moms and caregivers everywhere. Come join us. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Moms That Say Fuck, hosted by yours truly, Alana Cave. It's in Dr. Dina Kulik. How are you feeling today, Dean? I'm good. Thank you. I'm very good. How are you? Good. You look good. Thank you. And green. Andrew's wearing green. I'm wearing green. And our guest tonight, Melanie, is also wearing green. Hi, <laughs> Mel. Welcome. <laughs> Melanie you. is the money mama. <laughs> and she has had a long, uh, whoa, the dogs are a little bit cray today <laughs> mel's had a very uh fruitful and awesome career she is the ceo and founder of money mama um she's gone through a lot of different life experiences but she's found that the financial peace of mind has brought her through some really tough times we're going to talk about money yeah our favorite topic and we're going to try something new tonight we are going to read some of our favorite reviews ever written on our podcast so if you listen to us we don't ever ask this but we'd like you to start <laughs> subscribing uh, rating and reviewing our podcast. So this is one of my favorites. I feel like it'd be, this is from 000izzy00. The title is Love Listening to These Babes. Five stars. I feel like I could be sipping a glass of wine in my living room, hanging out with Dr. Dina, listening to her advice. In a perfect world, I'd be BFFs with Alana. She's hilarious. I love her and the way of getting people to simplify their expertise and their explanations. Keep the broad talk topics coming, ladies. Love it. Thank you, 00izzy00. <laughs> so she wants to hear me talk, but be friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to sip wine with you and be okay, BFF fine. with me. All right. But we love you, Izzy00. And if you want to have your uh, name said or your uh, your um, review read review read this is our new thing we're trying Andrew thinks it's a bad idea but I think it's a great idea I think it's fun Mom's I think it's say fun fuck. too <laughs> Andrew's outnumbered <laughs> okay maybe you should come on the podcast because that's where we shoot the shit and drink wine that's right and hang out with Elena so yeah, maybe zero zero yeah. Izzy you're going to be our next guest um, so keep those podcasts coming reviews we love it rate subscribe review Melanie, welcome. Yes, thank you. Tell us about the Money Mama. Well, Money Mama was created, uh, well, we started creating it last September after a very um, exciting and challenging phase of my life. Um, to be honest, I really uh, hit rock bottom financially, emotionally, and physically last May 2019 mm -hmm. through my second separation. And I... I was able and fortunate to really get myself out because I had the skills and I had amazing people around me. But when you get a clean sleigh, yeah. you either have a choice of letting it define you, defeat you, or empowering other people. So with what I have learned, mm -hmm. um, I told myself that if there's another woman out there who's going through shit, 
Yeah. I really want to be the financial mother. That's why the money mama came along. I love it. The financial mother for these women to come to as they are, where they are at with no shame and just know that I, I am in their corner with them. I love it. I love it. And, and I think there's so much stigma around money and what women in particular yeah. know, feel comfortable talking about. You know, a lot of us grew up where the the man person in their life, the man yeah. partner, if there's a man partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, or father was, figure. Or father figure or whatever was Sibling, the person who brother, did yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Um, and a lot of women don't know about money. They don't know what their family income is. They don't know what they need. They may not know how to pay bills. And I think Correct. things are changing. Of course, yeah. we, we're, we're business people, right? So we yes. do financial stuff and I do our financial stuff for our own family. Um, but a lot of us grew up in a different kind of world. And a, and certainly our parents' generation definitely grew up in a different world. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think there was many of our grandmothers that did the financial planning, et cetera, I would think. I was lucky in a sense that I was raised by my grandmother mostly, and she was a very wise investor. She had multiple real estate investment. Your grandmother? And I, yes. What the fuck? She was very involved in the finances, and I was very blessed because we would have our tea together, and we would talk about money. And she really ingrained these way of thinking so much so that as soon as I started working, I started putting money aside because Mm -hmm. I wanted to buy my own house, which I did at 26 years old, downtown Toronto, my first condo. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, it's so true when you say that most women, especially mompreneur, we have so much guilt into, um, we want to spend time with our kids. We want to grow our business, but it's almost like we feel that we cannot have it all, but we can. Right. And so once our finances are set up in a way and we're confident about the decision of, you know, there's so many small steps that we can take to ease that stress so we can spend more time with our children. Yeah. Um, and that's where I come along to just show them the path, get them confidence about the, the financial decision that they want and create the life that they want. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we can all like resent money, but we all need it. Mm-hmm. And once we change that mindset, it, it's like you open a door that just keeps on flowing in a blue, beautiful way. And I was the first one. I've had so many mentors in my life. And I remember one of them, when she looked at my vision, everything was giving back and charity, volunteer. And she's like, there is no money in there. No wonder you're struggling because you don't feel that you deserve money. You're giving it all up. And I'm like, oh. And then, and then we started changing my mindset around it. Like, what if I actually create so much money that I can give way more? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, so something click in my mind. And I was like, fuck yeah. I'm, I, like, I've, I've been wasting so much time mm-hmm. feeling guilty about wanting to make money, right? Mm-hmm. But... It's all about that and the confidence that we built and the strategy that we create. So, And Melanie's wearing pants right now that say hustle down the side. Of her <laughs> hustle, hustle, hustle. I love it. Exactly. Yeah, we've actually taken a little bit of a dive into like our money mindset as kids growing up. We've had some pretty funny mm-hmm. conversations about it, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Money to me, I have to say, like even now with my business and my whole life, I've always loved earning money. I love making money, but I'm still a little bit... And, and it's a the big best part it. in a sense of like, yeah. it's so good to have money. There's nothing wrong in making, and women especially, yeah. 
underestimate. We want to give for free because we're nurturer. Yeah. It's our natural nature. We have kids. We want to give back. We want, you know, we want everybody to win. And, and if a woman is struggling, it's like, oh, don't worry about paying me, you know. But it's important, yeah. right? To Again, it all comes down to our self-worth. Yeah. I love what you said earlier about the more you make, the more you can give back. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'd never really thought about that way, but it's absolutely true. If you make enough that you feel then confident to either like financially give it away to charity, et cetera, yes. or you're more free with your time then because you're not so stressed about making extra money mm-hmm. or you don't need to work that extra day a week and you can spend that time with your friends or your kids or your partner. It's, it's a good way to think about it. I, I don't have, I think it is, I mean, look, we've spoke about this before. I grew up in, in uh, a home where my parents you know, I would say middle class. Mm-hmm. They worked incredibly hard. My dad still works, you know, in his 70s. Mine too. Uh, and I don't think has to, but does. He has a mm-hmm. pension. He makes more than he probably made before. Um, but super duper hardworking. And my mom was super duper hardworking. And, and I grew up with that. I was always uh, very, I would say, entrepreneurial and yeah. interested in making money. I remember at a very young age wanting to do stuff to make money. And it didn't mean anything. Like, I didn't buy anything. I, I, I was never, like, looking for that something to purchase. Yeah. But I liked how it made me feel... I think confident and secure and, and comfortable and independent. And I was yeah. always super independent. It When I was a kid, I never really thought like, you know, I'll grow up and I'll find a partner that will support me. Like that was never, ever like, I don't know. I don't know if people think it like that, but I, that's certainly marrying rich. Yeah. Like getting was, your MRS. Never, yeah. There's <laughs> none of that. There's I definitely that. grew up with some of that in my family. Like my really? parents like sort of saying yeah. like, not necessarily my parents, but like yeah. growing up with like sort of that little sort of like sarcastic, cynical, like, oh, you go to university, like people went to York University to get their MRS. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck is that yeah. shit, right? I was so <laughs> Or like, oh, you should up. just like this like, like idea of marrying rich. Yeah. I don't think anyone ever mentioned that to me. Ever. I like grew up with people saying that sort of. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. if it came from. I don't think it necessarily came from my parents. Yeah, because I didn't. Definitely no, my parents were the opposite. They were yeah. like, "You're 12. Where are you working? Like, where are you gonna get yeah. a job? Like, truly. Like, <laughs> yeah. as soon as I could, I remember actually. I must have been in grade eight because I was still in. I was before high school, so I think I was grade eight. I was what 14, and I remember my mom going to various McDonald's around the city and giving my resume out. <laughs> not me. She was because she wanted to find me a job. And I was like, I don't want to work McDonald's. She's like, yeah, but that's the only place that hires 14 year olds. And I never even got an interview at freaking McDonald's when I was 14. <laughs> that never happened. And so my first Fuck job- you, McDonald's. <laughs> you pass up a doctor. <laughs> that up. Yeah, you really lost me. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I haven't eaten McDonald's in like I was going to say. Did you eat I McDonald's had McDonald's lunch today. Like I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you really? them. The last time I think I had McDonald's, I remember I got fries on the way to an emerge shift when I was pregnant with Dylan. I'm pregnant and I literally nine was like, years ago. today I was at Walmart and I was there for so long and I was at the bank for so long this morning that I was like, fuck, I'm just going to fucking do it. This is McDonald's right there. Yeah. I'm just going to get. What'd you have? I had nuggets and fries with a side of a burger. Oh my God. <laughs> that sounds really, really good. Oh it yeah. Now I've not had McDonald's yet. in a long I'm time. I'm going to have to I'm very suggestive. This. So what happened was yeah. I was watching the Super Bowl and there was yeah. a great McDonald's commercial Yes. and I'm not actually having cravings, but if somebody suggests something, yeah. That is what I want. Was it as good as you thought it was going to be? I felt like terrible shit afterwards. Oh, yeah. But during yeah. it. Yeah, of course. I enjoyed it. I'm not, but like right afterwards, I was like, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a long time. But anyway, oh my God. so so my my first job actually before I got a job at was second cop the next year was not a McDonald's. I never worked at McDonald's. My mom got me a job like helping like filing and stuff in her office because they were so eager to get me working. I don't yeah. I don't know. Uh, my my brothers didn't work that early. I don't know why I was like, oh my God, but, anyway, but I me. loved it. I loved making the extra money. I, I loved, yeah. Yeah. you know, I remember going, I was working in Hull in, for the government this this one summer helping my mom and her, her staff Hall, out. Hull, Quebec. It's in a Hull, place Quebec. called Quebec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, sorry, outside of Ottawa. Um, the like government, Ontario, sorry, um, uh, 
federal government buildings. And I remember going at my lunchtime to like this store and they sold like candles and stuff and being so happy to take my hard-earned money at like 14 or 15 mm-hmm. and buying candles to my room. Like mm-hmm. it was like this little thing, but it yeah. felt so special. I remember yeah. so well, the smell of the, of the store, everything. I loved making money and I never... Um, felt badly about that but I'm actually in a job where I'm very lucky because Mm -hmm. um, there's not a lot of exchanging of money yeah which is good so people can see me as often as they want and they don't have to really think about it because it's not coming out of their pocket per se I mean we're paying taxes etc but that's like a really lovely thing about my job that people don't have to feel weird and I don't have to weird about taking and giving money yeah which is weird. That's yeah. interesting, Dean. I never yeah. thought about that before. So Mel, when somebody comes to you, yeah. when are they coming to you? When's a mama coming to you for money matters? You know, it happens really organically. Either it's a current client of mine uh-huh. uh, because I do insurance, right? Mostly my my other side of my business is I sell insurance. Mm-hmm. And so they come organically. They see me on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been sharing more and more of my personal story and that's how they connect or they get I get referred so once they refer to you they're coming to you because they're like hey I'm in financial trouble or I can't I don't I'm I don't know what to do financially I'm illiterate or what is it like (laughs) well rarely they say illiterate yeah but I'm financially illiterate (laughs) when they say like I'm in trouble I don't know what to do are these people that are now not with partners that they were were before you know funny enough funny enough I since I have gone through my transition, I have met so many women who are going through separation. Just the odd, I guess, the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so it's very challenging, but in a beautiful way, because I've been there twice. <laughs> I'm like an expert in separation. Um, uh, so then, yeah, it's, it's perfect. Like, so for me, I take them and I just guide them one-on-one calls and I just share my personal experience. I share tools, strategies, um, and, and, you know, just like the best friend, mm-hmm. they know that I'm there just a text away. Yeah. I'm not only the money making machine, um, you know, money works with mental state and physical health. And that's why with my program, I include everything together because in my toughest time, what got me out of the hole was starting to work out for myself and eating better. Melanie's in ridiculous shape. You can't see uh, her, but you can I see work her. out. You follow her on Instagram, you can see she's in <laughs> unbelievable shape. Yeah. yeah. Well, you should talk to my mom. My mom called me yesterday. She's like, "What kind of picture are you sharing on Instagram?" I mean, you're gorgeous. I, I said, like, "Mom, I have only my strong, two abs, but I've worked for one year straight with my personal trainer, very thoroughly, three times a week, no excuses, mm-hmm. and I'm a single mom, and I make it work mm-hmm. because." My mental state is so much stronger now mm-hmm. that I quadruple my income because of it, right? So that's quadruple your income. Quadruple. Oh my god! I need a personal trainer three times a week and abs. <laughs> 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 because you know my my trainer when he trains me, mm-hmm. he doesn't only physically train me. He worked my mental state because when he put hundred and fifty pound in front of me, mm-hmm. I look at this shit and I said, "Fuck no." I'm like, no, I I don't think it's possible. And it's the same thing in life. As a business owner, there's a lot of self-doubt all the time. That letter voice that says, fuck, no, you can't do that. Why would you do that? You don't know how. Just being here today talking to you ladies. You know, I'm driving and I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. But I'm also petrified because I'm like, what kind of question are they going to ask me? What if I don't have the answer? Right? And, And then I learned... To just say, shut the fuck up. 
I'm going to enjoy the process. I'm going to enjoy the process and I'm going to have fun. Yeah. I know what I know. And if I don't know, then I'm going to say I don't know. Yeah. And no one gives a shit anyway because we're just sitting here shooting the shit. <laughs> we don't have questions. Yeah. I just like riff off of exactly. whatever you're saying. Yeah. But yeah. the unknown yeah. of it all, like in the finances, when you don't have the knowledge, it's yeah. very scary yeah. to look at, I have 50,000 worth of debt. And I know I've walked in your shoes, lady. Yeah. I had built 50,000 worth of debt. Because I decided to stay with my baby girl. And I worked. Five days after I gave birth, I started working. But because my mental state was not there, I did the best I can. And we do all the best we can. Yeah. But once we realize that we come first, self-care is something that I never did for myself until life brought me to my knees and so forced me because I was losing my physical health. And so I had no choice but to say, okay, God, I surrender. And that's why I got it tattooed. Let it go and have faith and just do whatever it takes. For me, no matter what people say, oh my gosh, you're such a selfish matter. Or like, it's okay. You do you. You do yeah. you. We all have an intuition, a super powerful intuition that most of us sometimes don't follow. But we know the answer. So interesting. I think the martyrdom that is Mother. motherhood yeah. is such bullshit. Yeah, the like, sacrificial you know, lamb. Yeah, like you have to be there only for yeah, your kids. all the time, 24-7. They have to seven. be on top of you all the time and you have to sleep with them and you have to do everything, all yeah. your hours with them. I, you know, I've spoken about this so much on the podcast. I think that's such bullshit. <laughs> I, I take, you know, an hour for me every day to work out because for me and my mental health, I need that. I think having goals and like yes. doing something for you is really important. That being said, I broke my leg with that stupid goal of let's run a marathon within six I months. I fractured my elbow of too. Running, of, of, <laughs> of starting running or whatever. But like, I'm all about that like goal of like, yeah. I never thought I could run. So I'm going to prove myself wrong. I'm going to run a marathon. Right? There you go. I love that. It was a very bad idea. I broke my femur. And but you did surgery, it. But I but did, you did it. it. So it's like, okay, I take off the box, you know? But but I, but I am all about that. I, I get bored easily. And I think then, like, I'm always looking for the next and the next and the next because that's what personally drives me. And I think, you know, people talk about the self-care stuff all the time. It just means do something that isn't for someone else. Like, it doesn't Correct. have to be working out. It doesn't have to be going no. to the spa. It could be like having some wine with some friends. Just going to a room by yourself and not be with someone for five minutes to take yeah. your own time to do what you want to do. If you yeah. That's like sleeping or not yes. talking to someone. I took a bath or at four o'clock today. Totally mm-hmm. having a bath, peeing by yourself, like doing <laughs> yeah. something where yeah, a child is on top of you. That <laughs> yes. is self care. Between your jaw, between your yes. legs. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I, I have, I had like an epiphany when I was in Panama last week, and I think it's because I was with moms and women and business owners who were like, a, like a smidgen ahead of me in terms of parenthood and business. And I used to, I think I really thought that self-care was vanity. That's what I thought it was. I think a lot of people do. And I really now have changed my mind that it's 100% necessity. Yes. And also, I see these women are thriving as moms and as business owners because of the self-care. It preserves them, right? And it gives them space to protect them, their life, their sense of self. And feel whole. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I witnessed. And it was a really big aha moment for me. But I find Melanie, I mean, a lot of my moms are very young moms, like first time moms, second time moms. Mostly I would say kids are under five. That's yeah. my my demographic. And a lot of our listenership. Too. You too. Yeah. And I find there's two things. First of all, self-care either is everything, meaning their entire self-worth is is built about, I think. Mm-hmm. a size of a body and they feel like they want to shrink their body or get to a, a body size. And that's what it's about. Not necessarily mm-hmm. self-care, but like a, an obsession with value and waistline right. being defined together. 
But I also find a lot of young moms, like when they hit, they have actually worked their whole life. They're actually pretty high level or mid-level in their companies or their businesses. They've also been defined as being very goal oriented and obsessed with their career. And then they have this new thing, which is their kid and their family. Yeah. And maybe that career has taken a back seat. But I find with the mat leave in Canada, taking the 12 months, that one year when they're basically need the most amount of money, they have the least amount of money. So they're in the situation where maybe they need to actually start saving hustle. or thinking about or paring down a bit. Um, that's my experience at least. It's yeah. like those two things. It's or like they this. take 18 months and then that that's even that's longer. more challenging. They're not getting, right. But that's why, like, you know, money EI is long or whatever it is, or right. top top is long yeah. as an employer. Yeah. yeah. That's why we created actually a checklist. Once you find out you're pregnant, there is step that you can take right away mm. to minimize the effect of, because EI is not enough. No, it's not. We know it's not enough. Like you drop your salary 50 to 55%, like mm-hmm. to, uh, up to a maximum. So if you make like a six figure income, you're mm-hmm. not going to, it's going to replace 55% of like $50,000, which is nothing. Right. Um, and you're taxed on it. Yeah, exactly. So there is ways that we can. Can you give us the, like one or two of the checklists? Well, once you found that you're pregnant, uh, first of all, what I, I suggest to my mom is like, okay, so analyze where your money is going. It's key. We need to know where things are going because once you Yoga, go. lattes and Netflix. Yeah. And then start looking at it and minimize where and reallocate. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't believe in budget. Like I don't believe in dieting. Right. It's mm-hmm. the same thing for me. You can't cut everything of your life that's that you enjoy mm-hmm. because you need to have things that brings you joy. I love it. Right. So then you create more. However, there are lots of us, including myself, we spend a lot of money on unnecessary things. Right. Bottles of water, coffee here and there. Very easy things that if we look at it, can add up to hundreds of dollars a month. And once we reallocate mm-hmm. that into a saving right away, as soon as we found that we're pregnant, then that amount really will help you once you go on mat leave. Uh-huh. And that's your letter. <sighs> I wish someone would have told me that. Just letter. I never like even that. thought like to like be like, oh, I should be financially planning on my maternity. Like, for the nine months Just leading like up to it. That's we so have smart. to plan camp a year in advance, Yeah, right? We're set up that way now. But when I had my first, I didn't even know that we ne- I needed to put him on a waiting list. I'm from Quebec. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm from a town of 7,000 people. There's too many daycares for children. Right. Right? So I'm like, what do you mean I have to put my child on the waiting list? And he's like 10 months old and I haven't put him on any list. Right. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Now I'm screwed. When I put when I got found out I was pregnant with Julianne, I put her right away at six weeks of pregnancy and she just got in like in September. Yeah. Three years after on the willingness. Like so there is letter step like that that I recommend. That's and awesome. It makes life so much easier and less stressful. And a side hustle too. Most mom I found, mm-hmm. because once we become a mom, we don't want to be tied down with the corporate world. Because then we have no control on our kids' life. And a lot of mothers that I meet, they're like, no, I want to start my own thing. I don't want to go back to work. Or I want to go back part-time. Yeah. Because I want to see my kids grow up. Mm -hmm. Right? And so start a side hustle once you're in mat leave. Mm -hmm. Something that you're very passionate about. Yeah. Something that doesn't, you know, sound like work. 
something that you really love. The yeah. problem with starting a side hustle is it involves investment. Into sometimes, at some point, not. Well, I mean, it's just your time and your experience. Yes. Like you do like online courses and those Absolutely. kind of things. Though it's still not free. I mean, building a website costs money and, yep. you know, all those kind of things. So it's, it's a hard thing too. I think a lot of people like, yep. like yourself, actually, like Elena, started a side hustle mm-hmm. uh, during Mount Leave. Not leaves mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but it is a commitment too, where you need you yeah. know, some kind of financial support. Support. I think yeah. you, have a, you have to have a Start little up. financial cushion. If yes. you feel like you're a little bit comfortable, like I, to be honest, like when I think about my, I just wrote this down actually because I have a meeting with my 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 coach this week. But I was like, what is my five year plan? What's the, really the vision? And when I think about my long term plan, I actually had this vision, and it's all based on my husband, which is so weird. I was like, I want to retire my husband. And I want him to only work if he wants to, to the point where like he can join the company or not. In five but, years. Yeah. I want to retire him. And I want him to, so my husband's an ex-chef and we used to, he owned, he used to own a restaurant. i the food. Yeah, he's Elena. a really good chef. And he, when I met him, he was a chef. And I said to him, babe, do you ever want to open a restaurant again? He's like, I don't want to open a restaurant again. And he often, he says to me, you only fell in love with me because I'm a chef. I'm like, that's not why, <laughs> but it did help. <laughs> and I think I married rich because I married a chef. But at the end of the day, like, I think if we if money was not an issue, he would open a restaurant again just for fun, right. just to cook three nights a week and just have like a feather on his cap. So to me, that's sort of like a dream of, is to retire my husband um, or to have enough financial cushion yeah. to feel like we are in a situation where we are okay. And I, I don't want my kids to ever want for anything. I don't want them to be brats or to like give them everything they want, but they shouldn't want for anything, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to ever have to like make a decision. Do they need braces or not? Can I afford that? Right? Right, right. Or can I not send them to summer camp this year? So I don't want to live like this crazy fat life. I'm not looking for a private jet and a fucking, you know, ridiculous mansion, even though I would share like a $5 million mansion with five families, which is a dream of mine. (laughs) But I would love to just like be able to be in a situation where like money is really no object. Like that's where I kind of want to go. And it's possible. And it's possible, but I want to work hard for that. Right. I don't want it to be given to me. I want to get there on my own. I want to tool it. And if I can't figure it out in five years, like I'll try something else. Right. But see if I may stop you right there. And yeah. when you say you want to work hard and do it on your own personally, yeah, you don't need to do it on your own because I it's power of leveraging. We're not good at everything. Oh yeah, I suck at right? a lot of things. And there's stuff I that we absolutely stuff. hate doing right. that takes away so much time out of what we actually enjoy yes. that for me, I hired, her name is Jessica, she's my marketing director and she helps me tremendously with writing because I'm French speaking, let's face it, I blurb it all out yeah. and it makes no sense. It comes from my heart though and then she makes it look all pretty yeah. and grammatically and she helps me with so many other things that yeah. I don't admin stuff that I don't enjoy doing. And that's why I've quadrupled my income. Yes. Right? So, and it, it can, you can make easy money. Yeah, no, I'm, I believe that there's money on the table. And it's okay to make easy yeah, money. Yeah, I think it's okay to make easy money too. I also just think, you're right, let me digress. I don't mean to say that I'm going to do every single thing in my business. I definitely outsource a lot of things already. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a yeah. lot of things. I'm definitely not a one-man show. There's a lot of people supporting me, um, both in paid and unpaid ways. Um, and I appreciate all these people tremendously. Um but I think what I was trying to say is I do it on my own. Like I feel like I've tooled the company, right? Like oh my gosh, I yes. built the house that Atlanta built, right? Like it's my, Absolutely. it's my brick and mortar. Not necessarily that I laid yeah, all the bricks, yeah. but it's my brick Absolutely. and mortar. And the truth is, Dina, like for me, it was accidental entrepreneurship. I wasn't trying to 
make this thing. Like it wasn't, it wasn't intentional. You didn't dream of it. It wasn't a dream to like, oh, oh I'm going to like create this like revolution for motherhood and bring thousands of women together online and in person. It wasn't like my dream. It, I sort of fell into it, but it, it makes total sense for me, right? Like I completely yeah. love it. And I think that's why, yeah. Melanie, I keep going back and getting up every day and like I'm super excited for every day. That, this is There's challenges, path, like, but yeah. I also don't feel like I'm a, this is a new mindset for me. I'm not a victim of my business either, right? Like if nope. something's not working, I can change it. No one's gonna, no one's gonna know the difference, right? Yeah. And if like, I'm not shackled to like, because I've done this for the last three years this way, I had to keep doing it. Like, I don't actually, I'm not a victim to anything or anybody. So if I'm, I'm retooling a bit in that regard, I'm like thinking about, okay, what, what have I really enjoyed and what has revenue making and what is I really enjoy? And that's not revenue making, right? So for the podcast, for instance, we love this, right? It's not revenue generating, but it's like a really fun hobby, right? Yeah. And if you're a sponsor listening, give me a call <laughs> info at momsdo.ca. We're always looking for sponsor relationships, but we're waiting. We're, we're sort of been waiting for the right sponsor. Um, but I digress, right? Like, I don't know, Dino, are you, do you do something in your business that you, do you love all elements of the business? You can't love all. No, the, all no. they, I mean, I have in men, I, I do a lot. I, you do, I do a, a shit ton. A lot of kid crew, many, many pieces, but I, I certainly have my amazing office manager, Nelia, who does tons and tons of things. I still do a lot of things that I would really love to pass on to someone else, mm-hmm. but I don't. So like, all the financials, for example, like Andrew helps me with things, but all the invoices for all the docs and allied health, like I do that. I personally mm-hmm. do that. That is something that I dread every single month mm-hmm. and I really hate doing, but I think it's really important to remain super connected to the financial piece. Yeah. I want to know what we're bringing in. I know. I want to know what our expenses are. I want to know how to trim the fat. I think if we pass that off to someone, I would feel disconnected from that. And that's like, I think really, really important in a young so you business. Don't have, you don't have a bookkeeper? I was nope. going to say, wow. I have an amazing bookkeeper that she sends me monthly reports of all my numbers. And so it really keeps me on track. Yeah. And it just keeps me peace of mind that I'm like, I send her my receipt. <laughs> here, 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 here. And like she sends me a beautiful report and she gives me motivation, <laughs> motivational quote, like, you go girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, th- so. I think at some point I'll, I'll, we'll be there. But yeah, we, we do that ourselves. And But it is annoying. I really, really hate it. But I've passed yeah. out other things. But, you know, what you were saying before is like there's things that we love that make us money yeah. and there's things that we don't love that make us money and yeah. there's things that we do that we love that don't make us money. Right. The podcast, drdina.ca, my Instagram. It's fun. None of this makes me any money. Yeah. I mean, not really. I mean, I guess it's it's difficult to say like what's the return on investment for these things, you know? Right. I started drdina.ca and we wrote like more than 700 articles four years ago, five years ago, we keep on writing this huge team of people writing for me. That was way before a kid crew, before I even really envisioned kid crew in a big way. Yeah. And I guess it was, you know, I say all these things are brand building. It's brand building. It's, you know, you know, yeah. me marketing, you can't people. really draw a straight line. But like, what is the ROI? I have absolutely no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's helpful for people. It's education. Yeah. I was, you know, I was, I was, I was um, so for the last couple of weeks, this coronavirus business has been you know, oh, I heard you on the radio like ten times. Do that. That people, snippet is yes. yeah. going nuts. Yeah, yeah, they keep playing it, right? So, yeah. I, so I've done a lot of media and and stuff recently. But people were asking me all sorts of questions on Facebook in particular a couple of weeks ago, two weekends ago, and so I posted an article and I was like, look, like here are my thoughts here, and it really revolves on what I keep saying, and uh, is basically like at the flu shot. Like people are so stressed about coronavirus and what's happening mm-hmm. in China is absolutely terrible, and there's many many people infected, but what's happening here is influenza, mm-hmm. and people are dying. There's been 
over 7,000 deaths already so far as of February 4th, this year in Canada from flu. Like this is a really big deal, but people are not getting the flu shots. Anyway, I digress. So um, I was talking on, on social media and I shared an article and someone wrote back on this Facebook thread saying what people would do to increase their SEO. Yeah. And I was so hurt by it. I'd spent hours answering questions about coronavirus. I'm not getting paid a cent mm-hmm. for my social media or my website. Oh, they were accusing you for, yeah, oh, what a fucking asshole. They were sharing information wow. to boost my, my SEO. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I spent hours answering your questions. For what? My practice is closed. I'm not looking for new patients. I haven't taken patients in like four years. Kid group is closed. We don't even take new patients. Right. What money am I making off of me spending my Saturday answering your questions? And I felt so defeated. And I, and I, I like, anyway, so we do a lot of things that don't make us money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but that's the stuff we love most of the time, except yeah. for when assholes say shit like that. Oh, and then luckily like Gina. 10 people afterwards are like, are you kidding me? Like it's a Saturday and she's like, answer your questions about coronavirus and trying to calm your fears. I call it the karma bank. When we yeah. do something for free. I love that. Is a karma bank. Yeah, you know, I love and it. That's why we're business owners because we want to empower, we want to uplift, we want to inspire. Um, and our stories, just like your mommy group, I remember Alana, when I went to your first group, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever because <laughs> as a new mom, a yeah. second time, I like drinking. Yeah. But you know how much people judge you mm-hmm. when they see that you have a baby and you're drinking mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, but I like drinking mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I need drinking yeah. <laughs> so but I just felt it was the most genuine group the most connected the women in there were just absolutely amazing and just the way that you talk thanks it's Mel. just and that's nice why that's what life brought yeah. you you know, you fell into it yeah. because this was your path. And you're like, when I see you, I'm like, oh my gosh, I raise my hat to you because Thanks, planning event is not easy. <laughs> it's funny because I would never want to, <laughs> like, oh I would God. never want to counsel anyone on money and I would never want to see as many <laughs> but I would not want to plan events. Yeah, I, I don't. I and don't. that's why we do what we do. Of course. Yeah. That's what we do. I wouldn't right. plan events either. Like, yeah. At yeah. all, ever. <laughs> Yes. Counseling on money, though, I, I could totally do the counseling on money business. You could. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think people are just not open and honest about it. Like, one thing I do when, when, we, when I uh, talk to residents and, and fellows and, and new grads, new medical grads, is I always talk to them about money. Yeah. Because in medicine, is this weird dogma. Yeah, they say that doctors know, aren't good we business just, people. Was, we're terrible business people. I mean, that's yeah. why there's not many kid crews around. That's, you know, hmm. um, physicians in general are terrible business people, get into lots of debt, have lots of debt coming out of medical school and then have difficulty right. paying off the debt. Um, and also banks throw money at us. And so people use it and travel and, and whatever else. But um, in medical school, in residency and fellowship, no one speaks about money. A lot of physicians come out of their training and have no idea how to bill, what they can even make. Like people come out and they don't know if they're going to make $50,000 or $300,000. What is overhead? How do you hire a staff? Do you need a staff? How does insurance work? None of these things are taught to people. I, I literally graduated and I had absolutely no idea within the hundreds of thousands what my potential earning was. That is a problem mm-hmm. um, because there's this like weird thing that you just can't discuss money because you didn't go into medicine to make money. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. But like to know what you could make so you could like pay off your loans. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's a very strange thing. So yeah, that's I a, always talk to physicians about money. Yeah, that's something. I mean, I remember when I was a teacher, I taught primary school Um there is nothing about money. That's why with my kids, mm-hmm. as young as my son was three years old, 
I started teaching him about money and we started a beach bank because for my son, when we travel one time with them, he said, I want to go back tomorrow. Well, this costs money, baby. So I took the opportunity to say, okay, things are not free because kids, you know, it's normal no for them to think money. that it's free because no. it's just, we, we provide for them. Um, last year we opened his first bank account. And so how old is he? He's, he's going to be nine. Uh-huh. So he was almost eight uh-huh. by the time we opened his bank account. And now he's so proud because he's got his bank card uh-huh. and he lost his snow pants recently for the second time. <laughs> and I said, I don't, first of all, I don't know how you lose your snow pants. <laughs> I really don't. But I said, okay, now you're going to buy your own pair. He was so upset. But I said, you know what, baby? Like, this is not free. So it shows him responsibilities. Mm-hmm. It shows him the value because now he had to pay $60 mm-hmm. for a new pair. And every time that he gets a gift, I always give him option. I don't restrict him per se, mm-hmm. but I empower him to say, okay, what do you want to create for your life down the road? Do you want to have a property? Do you, what do you want to do for your, for your, with your money? Do you want to open your own business when you grow up? What do you want to do? Right? Because things are not free, but you can create anything you want. Um, so, and charity giving back is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. So I ingrained this in him right away. So 10% of his receiving typically, I empowering to give back. Like we did sick kids this mm-hmm. summer, you know, he collected about $700 by selling popcorns and lemonade on our, on our street. Mm-hmm. And the kids were so empowered by that and so proud that they did that themselves. But they, yeah. And, you know, that's, that's the money will, I call it, right? Mm-hmm. Once we let it go, we give back, it comes back. It's like a boomerang. Yeah. And that's how we create more. Mom CEO is based also on that. Like we, I try to give annually. We have a charity of choice, the New Mom Project. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to like increase it every single year more and more. And I'm trying to get, if I get like a bank or something to like match our dollars. Mm, beautiful. It's fucking important. I also grew up in like for 10 years of my foundational career, I worked for a charity. I mean, that's what we did. We, we really... But I grew up in a community of people who gave back. That was part of our comp- our culture and our family and my tradition. So, yeah. um, you know, to giving to the less less uh, less fortunate, mm-hmm. but also to like ingrain that very young into our children. So I really love that idea. Because I think money it's a habit. I yeah. think it's really important to teach them about money and about giving back, et cetera. We, we give Dylan an allowance. <clears throat> Dylan's nine. And he's really funny with his money. And we haven't opened, we have... I don't think we actually have a bank, but we do have a bank account, but we don't use it at the moment. And I, as you were saying what you were saying about the yeah. $60 snow pants, I think I know why we haven't yet. So he gets allowance, but we, we rarely give it to him, to be honest. Not because he doesn't deserve it, but because we just don't get around to it. And recently, <laughs> the number of times recently that he's lent me money, because I've had to, you know, pay for like babysitting or something. And, and I just don't, I ran out of cash. And Dylan will go, oh, mommy, I have 20 bucks upstairs. And he runs upstairs and goes upstairs. The other day, Ryan, the seven-year-old, lost a tooth. And the tooth fairy gave him a box of Lego. And Dylan purchased the box of Lego from Ryan for $15. And I said, where'd you come up with this $15 business? And he goes, well, on the back, it said it was $15. So I thought it was a fair trade. He paid him for the Tooth Fairy Lego. So my kids are really, really into the money thing. But when I was thinking about what you were saying with the $60, I think there's something about having cash. Like, obviously, you shouldn't have thousands of dollars of cash around. But I was thinking, if you have all these dollar bills, like Monopoly money, if you think, and like, okay, so I have this amount of money and then I need to pay 60 bucks from that. There's something about giving 60 bucks from that 
pile that I feel like will really resonate for mm-hmm. a, for a young person, right? If you use yeah. like a bank account, not to say bank accounts are bad, bank accounts are fantastic. No, no, but, yeah. but using a car to take out 60 bucks is quite different than like, here's your pile Having of $300 and now you're handing away from that pile the $60. But um, yeah, yeah Dill, Dill likes money and uh, he likes That's buying good. things. It's very funny. That is so fucking funny. Can I tell a funny story about money? <laughs> yes. Okay, this is funny. When I was 18, I used to babysit this like pretty wealthy family in my neighborhood. And I babysat a lot when I was 18 because I was supposed to go to Europe with all these kids. I grew up from summer camp, but I had to pay for the trip myself. So not only did I work a jean machine 40 hours a week that that year for six months, I also had a side hustle. I was making so much money babysitting that my parents thought I was going to like never go to college. And I really should have just leaned into that business because it was so fucking good. <laughs> babysitting? I literally, Dina, had like a militia of people working for me oh, where they were, I had a team and they were babysitting. And I was you. taking yeah. a she profit, $2 an hour off of everything they were <laughs> I making. That. I believe that. And I was babysitting like 12 families myself, but there's one family, you this woman. You were babysitting pimp, Lena. I literally was <laughs> a pimp. I was literally, I literally like was the, the what's it <laughs> called? 14 year old girls. <laughs> it was all, we were all like sex, 16, 17, <laughs> but we weren't 14. That was the thing. We were 18, right? So people really liked that. Um, but this one family, they had this daughter, her name was Aliana. If you're listening in a mom now, hilarious. Um, she was like 11 or 12. Her mother had a really expensive facial cream, which was Lamar, Lamare, which you only that get like back in the day. Yeah. Like it was only at, um, Holt Renfrew you could buy yeah. it. So she had a friend over and they were, I think were like eight years old or seven years old. And I came to the bathroom and they took off the whole jar of Lamar, the two of them, and they put it all over their faces. <gasps> their hand, like completely finished it. And I was like, I had to go to the mom and be like, oh my God, Aliana, <laughs> use the entire jar of Lamar. Like, scrape it off their faces. So like, oh my God. So <laughs> the mother was like, in. so the mother like made her take her piggy bank and I, she gave me her credit card and we went to Whole Renfrew and she handed, I was like, she's going to pay for this. And I'm like <laughs> winking at the person and she like handed her piggy bank to the whole Renfrew <laughs> beauty counter lady at Lamar. And I'm handing over a credit card for the difference of like $150 for this fucking small jar of Lamar. And I'll never forget that. Like it, it was like maybe 12 bucks in our bank account or something like little piggy <laughs> handing it to the goddamn whole Renfrew. It's a, it's a, I mean, that's pretty uh, dramatic, but that's a good, uh, good teaching lesson. I guess teaching so. Opportunity. Oh I wonder how she feels about money now. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if it's good or bad. That's, that's pretty intense though. But that's nice that they were affluent and yet they weren't like, eh, whatever, I'll get more. Some, no, some more she made like, me like take teaching. her like black card, like yeah. and go to Holtz. Oh my God. I remember walking to Holtz with this fucking eight year old. It was, ridiculous in her piggy bank yeah money's funny man money's fucking weird i think it is for a lot of people and it's still kind of weird for me i like i'm super generous i'm like stupidly generous when it comes to like when we have dinner parties and stuff like my husband will only buy like the nicest shit when we go for dinner like we'll constantly pick up the tab we over tip at restaurants all the time and then my husband's like you know i'm like babe you know maybe we need to he's like look like we can't we won't be buried with it. Like you can't, you can't die with this money. Right. So I, I actually like that. Does idea. all that stuff give you joy? Yeah. Yes, it does. So then it's worth it. Yeah, that's exactly. We go. love entertaining. Yeah. We love buying there the finest wines. I love getting the best cheeses. You know, we love over tipping in restaurants. Yeah. Said the magic word. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Really oh nice cheese. God. We had a gray owl tonight. We had a dinner party actually with my family before I got here at like five 30 and we put up the gray owl and my parents <laughs> were like, Hmm, what is this? They're not used to like the nicer, cuts of cheese you know my parents have uh, craft slices yeah, they're they're like, like, they don't understand <laughs> no. how we eat okay, they, my parents don't understand how we go to restaurants so we do like we also were like you were like yeah. we get really nice I went to things a great and, restaurant this weekend I wanted to tell you about okay mm-hmm. um, yeah and we like eating out and we like uh, we have like nice cheeses and charcuterie and like whatever that's that's our thing I like to eat 
Um, luckily, I'm not so much into the alcohol because that would be quite expensive, uh-huh. I would think. But uh, yeah, that doesn't explain anything. Like, that's it. <laughs> Andrew's like, Andrew's I'm into like, the alcohol. He's alcohol, pointing yeah. at it. You like your scotch, Andrew, right? Yeah. He does. Yes. Yeah. He likes drinks. But uh, but yeah, but that doesn't like in any way. My parents don't understand that at all. My parents they also don't. Like they that. think we're yeah. completely stupid and frivolous with money. Mm-hmm. They think we're really dumb with money. I don't think my parents think I'm frivolous with money, but they don't understand like eating in fancy restaurants or my father buying a fancy bottle of wine. When we go for dinner, the wine bill, my father like cannot understand how Matt will order like, like literally, cause Matt, we don't always order a bottle. We'll order a bottle for a bunch of people. But if we go out and like, there's only a few people drinking, he will have like three or four to sample the different wines, right? And he'll pay like $17 for a glass of wine. My father, like, I can see the steam mm-hmm. pouring out of his ears. Like, what the fuck? My dad will literally like get Diet Coke in one cup yeah. and the ice in the other and pour it to yeah. make it last as long as possible, you know? <laughs> So my dad would pull a can out of his pocket. Don't <laughs> <laughs> take it one step away from the like, should be yeah. how cheap <laughs> yeah. We could have a whole game this Look, way. they're yes. they're but they're smart with their money. I mean, they saved, right? They taught us. They taught they us taught how to us. be business people. My dad literally said to me, he's like, Do you think it's stupid that I go around the city to for for like for discounts? He's like, I don't know sure at the end of the day if I'm saving, but he'll drive here for the dollar that eggs my go dad. there. Like I think half Coupons? of it is the hunt. Is he dad coupon. He doesn't coupon, he does um flip. Like he'll live and die by price oh, matching. Oh, that's like a new version of couponing. Couponing, yeah. My dad's so. still coupons. Oh no, my dad like opens Flip, he knows how to use the app yeah. and he'll like be like, this is, you know, it's the same damn thing. 12 cents But yeah, cheaper. there's actually, I remember reading a study about this a year ago, <laughs> uh, years ago about how if you drive here, there and there because of gas and parking yeah. and, and not time. only your time. time. My dad's not a lawyer, he bills dollars an hour that's or right. whatever. He just like lost thousands of dollars. But you know what it is? It's like the hunt. It's like that you get like high off of like, I just saved 30 cents. I do not get high off of state saving. No. Like I have no. to say, I do not at all. No, me neither. I think a lot about what my time is worth and um, for my own mental health too. Me too. Right? But I, I also can't necessarily stomach if I see, like if I go to like a bougie grocery store, yes. I will not spend like $11 on the same milk that I, I know I can buy for four. I don't go to a bougie grocery store. Like I don't we understand do once in a while. That. We end oh, up yeah. once in a while going to like Summer Home Market or yeah, yeah. something like a Pusateri's or whatever. And well, I will buy specific. If they have that cheese specific, you really want. Yeah, yeah, I'll go for the cheese. Yeah. But I can't right. buy the silk almond milk. No, me neither. That's jacked up 15 times. Yeah, cheaper yeah, yeah. or no frills yeah i can't yeah. do it that being said a lot of places like lobos have the fancy cheeses now they, they do. don't have to necessarily go to any You're of right. places yeah yeah, yeah. Ha- matt's a little bit of a snob when it comes to where we buy our produce and stuff yes. so i like sneakily go to walmart a bunch and i'm like oh, i just went he's like where are you yeah. <laughs> i'm not telling yeah. you i just went to walmart and bought really <laughs> delicious produce you know um but yeah i mean we also like to go to farmers markets and stuff like that and i also like to see my money yeah. going to the farmer you know that feels yeah, good to hand the money exactly. over and i'll pay 18 dollars for a bundle of apples because i know it went directly to jim the farmer you know and i so. think that's why you're so successful my dear too because oh, again thanks. like it's it's the money will like once you release it to a good cause or to a, a you know a, a farmer local farmer yeah um you have no guilt associated with it yeah and, and you feel good key. about it. Yeah, it yeah. makes you feel good. And so that's why it comes back to you. Yeah. Because there's no negative energy around money. So besides your personal trainer, is there any other like splurge that you love to do, Mel? Traveling now. Oh, yeah? Yes, I just started traveling, actually. I've never really took the opportunity to travel because I left home when I was 16 years old. And I put myself through school mm-hmm. and then got a job right away. And I've always been a big, big saver because... I was on my own. I always thought, I know I need a big yeah. savings just in case that something happened. But now, it, yeah, it's, where it's have you, traveling. Where have you been? 
Oh, where do you want to go? I went to Italy in August with my son and my former husband last year. That's nice. I went to the Bahamas mm-hmm. the month before. I went to Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. I went to Mexico in January. I'm going to Jamaica in March. Good for you, babe. And August is a girl's trip. Oh, because yeah. Because my kids go to Quebec every summer uh-huh. for two weeks to see my parents in Quebec on their own. That's nice. Yeah, so I can have my time uh-huh. and they enjoy spending time with their grandparents. It's also very important. I was super close to my grandparents. I don't get to see my parents much. Yeah. I see them twice a year if I'm lucky. Yeah. And so my I want my kids to have a strong bond with them. That's so nice. So and my dad is like the fun grandfather. He does crazy stuff like m- motorbike with my son and... <laughs> racing and all that crazy That's awesome. stuff. Yes. So, so traveling. Traveling. I want to give my kids the gift of culture and experience. I, I didn't that. have that as a as a child. And you know, like my son's birthday's in March and Jamaica and bringing my kids to Jamaica and I told them that's your birthday gift. Yeah. That's what we do too. So we even given our yeah. kids gifts, like physical gifts other than Tooth Fairy, which apparently are <laughs> yeah, but that's sold and murdered in my story is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I actually have other stories from Dylan and money. He's funny. Like he, he asked recently, he wants to build a robot with his friend. So he gave me this list. I don't think I shared on, on Instagram. I should. He gave me this list of what he needed. It was like um, <laughs> a motherboard, pieces of titanium. <laughs> God. It was like the funniest shit. Some wires. I was like, what are you going to do with this? He's like, I'm going to build a robot. I was like, with what? He's like, mommy, this is what we need. Just trust me. I need a motherboard. Noah's family's going to get him the other motherboard. But anyway, he gave this <laughs> me in a letter in an envelope, which he took from my office and put $55 in it. And he's like, you can pay for half of it. I think it'll cover about half of it. And here I'm going to give you $50 to cover the half. But I needed this kind of motherboard. I was like, first of all, Okay, we need to do some education here. I don't know what the fuck a motherboard costs, but I'm pretty sure it's not $25. <laughs> and he needs titanium. Anyway, he likes his money and he, he uses money. Like he, 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 he understands. He, he understands conceptually what money does. <laughs> I have no idea what a motherboard costs or how to buy one. But anyway, he had, he had the idea. He so was like, cute, you can pay for half, but I could pay for half. Um, what was I saying? Experiences. So for years, actually, we haven't um, hosted birthday parties for my kids for for their friends. Like we have like family parties and stuff, and we don't give them physical things f- for years. I don't. I don't think. I think the last birthday party we had for one of my kids. I think Ryan was one. Am I right, Andrew? So Ryan's now seven, and uh, and Jason and Austin's never had a birthday party with like friends and stuff. They have so many all year, and to be honest, it's a huge drag. Like every weekend, I'm shopping kids to birthday parties, and I don't think that they would really care. To be honest, mm-hmm. like I don't think that they they need to go to one of the other play places yet again another weekend. Um, so anyway. So we do things. So we'll go like to Great Wolf Lodge or yeah. if we're already training, planning a trip in December or whatever, we're like, and this is Jason's birthday party present. <laughs> and it's just his birthday. We were going to go away anyway, but it's your birthday present. Yeah. yeah. And two of our kids in our August since we rent a cottage for a week and that's your birthday present. You and we like do family things, but yeah. um, it's really what the experience is. I, I'm, I agree. really think that the doing, the yeah. enjoyment, the family togetherness, the cultural stuff. I think as they get older, that'll be easier. I could travel properly yeah. with them and show them different cultures. I'm I'm passionate about that. Yeah. But I think the physical like living of things and having family time together is so much more valuable than another Lego set. Like that really clearly doesn't, my kids don't really value that. Quite honestly, they're bartering yeah. away. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the Tooth Fairy can't give you a trip to Florida. So <laughs> fucking funny, but I can't. Yeah. That would be it's awesome. Funny. I have a three-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old, and this year was the yes, first year we did like a... Yes, by the way. Ryan, he wrote a letter to, letter to Tooth Fairy. said, um, he asked a bunch of questions. He always does, like, Tooth Fairy, what is your name? How old are you? Are you male or female? 
<laughs> I think he wrote male or female. I don't think he wrote it or other, but he wrote male or female. And then he wrote, um, can I please have Pokemon cards and $100? <laughs> so last time, last time the tooth fairy, I, I printed a $100 bill. No, he said, sorry, he said a $150 bill. So I printed online. I like, I messed around and I printed the image of a $150 American bill. And first thing in the morning, he wakes up and he goes to Dylan's room. He goes, Dylan, could this be real? And he's like, Ryan, I don't believe there's a $150 bill. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. He did not get any money. I love from the these stories. Fairy. We should well, do one episode of just hilarious kid stories. <laughs> I'm like crying, dude. Um, oh. I don't remember what I was going to say. So oh, sorry. yes. Birthday parties, gifts, and money all make sense to me under the same category because we created a monster for Elias's third birthday and I didn't even realize we were doing it. And I've now made a resolution that there is no more birthday parties, but it took me until his third birthday party. We had a giant That's where we were. We did, we did a three-year birthday party for Dylan. And we were like, and, and we're done. Yeah, so that's what happened. Elias is my, my eldest. He's three and a half in March. Um, and we did this giant birthday party and we had three families split it, which was actually smart. That was the only smart thing we did. One person did the birthday cake, the other one did the loot bags, and then one person did the venue. And then we sort of split the food, but it was like, no one cared that much about the birthday, which was good. But after that birthday party, all he was saying is like, where's my presents? Where's my presents? Where's the cake? Where's my presents? And I was like, oh my God, we've created a fucking monster. So my parents came over for dinner tonight. And the first thing he said is, do you have presents for me? So this is like a long going. Mm. <laughs> he sees people, he expects it now. So I grew up with my best friend. There's four children in their family and what they did is for everyone's birthday, they did the exact same thing, a dinner party at this particular location, like the Mandarin. That's all they do. They go to the Mandarin for everyone's birthday and that no one expects more or less. They know it's exactly the same and that is it for the family. Yeah. So I'm thinking we're going to do something like that. Like whatever it is, it's this. That's the standard. We're not sitting at higher or lower. And I think the problem is my parents are like me, love parties, love entertaining. It's shocking. <laughs> and with each one of my siblings, it was like something more grandiose and they couldn't they couldn't outdo themselves every year to the point where like I think we I got to the point where I, I stopped expecting it because I didn't want to be disappointed and started doing things on my own mm -hmm. but the truth is my husband and I still do elaborate things for each other for birthdays so I don't know I got to figure it out but I think it's about money matters right it's about what we value so for Matt's That's birthday it. we've sort of made it a thing that we go away every year so we'll probably go away in March for his birthday we'll see and as self-employed, it's different than a nine to five. Right. As self-employed, we have the ability to make as much as we want to make. Right. Right. You know, so you see this so easily. So I really, I would like when you were like, you can make money as much money as you want. So what do you mean by that? Because I think people are probably at home going yeah. like, so she's like just throwing money at us. So, so what, what do you, how do you tell people how to make lots of money? Like, how does that happen? How do you quadruple your income? There are so much techniques like collaborations, like again, key people that you can that you trust and that the client can benefit from both your knowledge like let's say for me I deal with a lot of property and casualty because it it always happened that they have an insurance conversation with their clients so then they send me and then I send them back my clients who needs car insurance for a better rating or uh, lawyers family lawyers because when we go through a separation most of the time it will be mandatory to have life insurance on each other's life and some people don't have it. So it, it's letter, letter step and great connections where every, for the better of everybody, the client and us as business owners, we work together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you don't have to network because I used to network like three times a week, every single week when I started my business. And again, once you start a business, 
no, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's not going to be easy. Like it, I've been in business for 11 years. So it's a different story for me. I've, I've paved my ground, right? I've done a lot of work. I used to work 16 hours a day for seven days a week. Uh, but then when I had my child, my first one, you know, I started resenting my, my job because I wasn't spending time with my son. And I'm like, no, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I want to be there for my son. So that's where you start working effectively versus, and you become very discerning on the time you spend with who you spend it with, right? In a good way. So, yeah, it's, but when you're nine to five, then that's your income. So that's where when I work with a nine to, that person who works nine to five, well, I'm a little bit stricter with them because we have that to play with. That's it. It's a salary. And I don't, I cannot, unless they want to have a side hustle, then I can help them create that and set it up in a way that is fun and easy and it flows, right? But if if you're tied to a nine to five, then then you're going to have to cut on your expenses. That's basically what your choices are. Right. You know? Um, and what it, it might not be fun. It might not be fun. It's nope. never fun to cut expenses, even if nope. you have lots of money. Yeah. So what are the most common things that people are asking you? Like, what are, what's, like, the, the typical person coming to you is looking for help, and here are some things that you offer besides these things, like looking at side hustling and cutting. It's so wide, yeah. but recently it's been, uh, they're overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed with, um, the amount of work, the the bills, um, and it's just sometimes to get grounded and ste- take a step back because when we deal thing with things with emotions, that's where things get very messy, right? And I have learned <laughs> through two separations, <laughs> and I'm laughing now, but you are capable of taking yourself out for a minute. And, and I'm the third party, so I don't have any emotion. So it's, it's much clearer for me to see one way out of something than when you're in the situation. Hmm. So that's why, you know, as the money mama, I'm there in the corner to say, okay, we're in this together. Here's huh. the situation mm-hmm. and here's the solution because everything is possible. I wonder if a lot of people actually, I mean, this has got to be truthful and you must have seen this and so have you with your friends, but people stay married for financial reasons. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. As opposed to being separated because it's easier, right? So I wonder if perhaps if people had a stronger sense of financial independence that they would more likely to leave bad and unhappy marriages. I, I can't imagine how stressful it might be even if you have your own job and you have your own income, you're used to this, like having your partner's income, you're used to sh- sharing things, the like lifestyle, splitting, the lifestyle, splitting mm-hmm. things. You have a home that's shared. Once you separate, you now have two homes. So regardless, it's going to be more expensive unless you're both super, super downsized. Mm-hmm. All the legal fees, yeah. there's so much. I, I, I'm going to share a story with you. It must you. be very stressful. When, and emotionally stressful, of course, too, because you're yeah. separating from your partner. Yeah, it, it's, it's absolutely true what you said. Absolutely. I remember my best friend is a realtor. And when I had to leave the house that I was in with my ex-partner, I had to look for an apartment. My income was very insignificant. And it was very challenging for me to find an apartment. As we know, in Toronto, there's like multiple bids. Mm -hmm. And so I lost a few. Uh, And then we're in this building where I'm currently am right now. And she shows me some apartment because I gave her a budget. Right? And then she's like, well, I've got one more though. 
that I really want to show you. And she doesn't tell me anything else. We go up. It's on the 43rd floor. And as I walked in with my children, my kids and I, I had a sense of, oh my gosh, like I feel home. And you're home. Yeah. I felt, I felt home. And I'm looking at her and I was like, how much? Why are you showing me this? Uh-huh. Because I know it's probably out of my budget. Uh-huh. And heck, it was out of my budget. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at her and I was like, why did you do that to me? Uh-huh. Because I absolutely love it. And I think it's perfect. And my kids, I, and I might get emotional, but yeah. they're running around and they're home. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I going to do to make this work? Yeah. It's almost a time and a half what I'm paying for my house currently for a small condo. And she looked at me and she held my hand and she said, you know, babe, this is your home mm-hmm. and you're going to make it work because your business is going to boom. Trust me on this. And we go down. Lenore is there. There's eight people lined up to see the apartment. And so... He looks at me, looks at my children, and he says, I think this is your home, is it? <laughs> and I said, I really love it. But, I, you know, I'm a single mom, I'll be honest with you. And he says, I'm not going to ask you any financial. If you want it, you have it. I'm going to include um, hydro, electricity, internet, all in for you. And... That's why sometimes life always has a way to show you your path when you don't believe it yourself. And again, that's why I created what I created because Mm -hmm. my best friend was the one at that moment who told me that I would do it and she was right. Mm -hmm. The next month, my income, like, what the fuck did I do? It just, once you release that fear, and you know what? You said to your, you say to yourself, fuck yes, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You believe you can. You, you believe you can. Yeah. Absolutely. It's self-worth. Yeah. And, you know, once you feel home, once you're, you feel safe, and you just have the knowledge. Again, I had that knowledge financially. Right. But I remember that night freaking out and like doing my numbers. And I'm like, okay, I need this and this. Yeah. And I need to, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And freaking out and calling her, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. <laughs> Why did I sign this? But it's okay. It yeah. all works out. You take, you let it go and have faith. Yeah. You take that jump. I love so, that. So for women that are not in a position where they're like, shit, like I'm in a bad place right now or... I was in a horrible place. Whatever. Yeah. So for women that are not there, maybe yeah. they're in happy marriages. Maybe Abs- maybe things yeah. are amazing. Yeah. Maybe they're not thinking, oh no, the, sh- the shit is going to hit the fan what are some things that they can do to kind of ready themselves? Maybe nothing bad will ever happen. A little how, insurance policy yeah, for themselves. What's the insur- that's right. What's the insurance policy that, that people can take? Well, in the perfect world, right? For me, I left with nothing in the bank account and 50000 worth of debt. Um, but in the perfect world is I now try to tell women out there that it's okay to put aside some funds for yourself. Your own money. Yeah. Your own money. You've got, it's good to have it joint, but not everything. Right. So do you think women should have their own bank account separate from their partner? Absolutely. Yeah, I always have. Absolutely. I always have. <laughs> Andrew just gave Peter <laughs> a shocking list. <laughs> I closed list. last year. 
Yeah. And yes, that's the first step. Andrew just looked Pay at you and said, what? Yeah. No, no. Andrew has always known that. Yeah. Pay I, yourself actually, first. Yeah. yeah. Pay I, yourself I closed first. my like my kid, little kid bank account like like six months ago. Um, yeah. I, I think I think a lot of people put everything together and not every partner necessarily gives freedom to their partner, male and female, right? Yeah. Or they have completely different spending habits. Mm-hmm. You know, I see a lot of the time one will be very much saving, saving, savings, and the other one will like splurge and splurge and that stress the other partner up because they're like, oh my God, like you're spending so much money and you have no control because they have no communication, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. I have friends that buy stuff and hide it. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people that. Oh, I grew up on my like (laughs) a money mindset. My mother telling me, "Don't tell dad." That was like that's how I grew up. (laughs) Don't tell daddy, and like stripping like everyone cash. You know, like I think it still happens in their in their seventies. I'm sorry, mom. Dad's not. But they're still married. That's amazing. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons they're still married. um, (laughs) That's another episode. Another episode. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's really interesting. I think. I think, you know, I just opened a savings account today for my business account, but for my GST, like for taxes. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's such a good idea. I mean, I have my own bank account, but like... Automate your things. Like as soon as I get paid, I have 10% going in a saving account so I don't see it in my bank account. That's smart. Automation is key. Yeah. So I've got three savings, one for my travel purposes, one for donation, and one just for... um, my 10% of like splurging Oops. on stuff because yeah. we work hard. Yeah. So I allow myself every time mm-hmm. that I get paid, I do something for me. Yeah. That, that way you don't feel like, be like, oh, I'm going to take out like a thousand dollars. And it's there's no yeah. guilt. Yeah. No guilt. So I, yeah. I just, this is my money and I decide what I want to do with it. Yeah. I love that. That's smart. So I have so many freaking bank accounts. I can't make more bank accounts. <laughs> Same, I've got two X's, okay? So, two X's. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of money like, Going all over the but place. This, pay this and reimburse me this. And yeah. yeah so Mel, besides that little piece of wisdom, is there one thing, if you want our listeners to hear one thing and one thing only, what would you want them to take home with, from, with them this evening, tonight, today, tomorrow, when they're listening to this cast? What do, you want, what do you want them to know? What do you want them to remember? The first thing that comes to my mind is it, start, it all starts within yourself. Your self-worth what you want, you can create anything. I'm like, I would have never thought I would have a business ever. My mom is a nurse. She's worked 30 years in the same spot. And to this day, she she still tells me that I'm wasting my talent because I don't work for the government. (laughs) Right? And so... Dina's face and Andrew's face just we've like we've got to stop Andrew listening Andrew's a government employee I actually technically am too I guess yes. yeah. stop listening to everybody else yeah. what they want for you it's what you want for yourself amen sister that's all I can say like once you you, you self care so much like you have an amazing and I'm so mm-hmm. glad that you did right it's so inspiring because again like we all need to recharge yeah. and once our cup is full Everything else comes together. That's that was my biggest lesson last yeah. year. That's why if I can pass that forward, you know, it's not selfish. I love it. Because you, then you're big, a better mom, you're better woman, you're better friend, you're better wife. Everything I love everything it. flows back. So Tina, what'd you learn today from our friend? The mama the money mama. 
There's Sugar automation mama. thing. This, this automation <laughs> thing. The automation thing is actually really, really smart. I have to say, it's too complicated for me personally. But, uh, but I think it's actually it's very smart because I think people have so much guilt when they like when they want to do something for themselves, but they have this automatic like this is for me. No questions asked. I want to buy a purse. I want to go on vacation. I want to go to the spa. I want to go for drinks with my friends. Whatever. Yep. It's there. You don't have to think about it. You're not mm-hmm. taking away from any other fund. That's very, very smart. Yeah. yeah. That was a big take home for me too. And I used to do that. I used to like have automatic savings, but um, I have it. We have a wedding account. That's like our joint savings account. <laughs> and I think I put 50 bucks like once a month into there and it like accumulates and then I take it and I move it. Around. I'm always moving money around our like 10 accounts. It's so bad, but I don't have something that's just for me, like my own right. slush funds. So maybe that is something I'll do for myself um, because I have that. Like I want to go to St. Anne's Spa and I'll like look at it. I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to spend, you know, $900 for myself for this one night. I'm just not going to do it. Um, is that how much it is? It's really fucking expensive. She's really expensive. Well, if we're incorporate, if you're incorporated, we can make that tax deductible. Oh, that's smart. I should. I am incorporated. I don't do any of that. I really should talk to you. I should hire you. Oh, right. I am. You're doing. A, you're doing. A I'm thing not an for accountant, me. but I know. You but know, you're, doing, you're doing a account? takeover in the fall, right? Yes, yeah, in September. She's doing a, my resident scholarship, so you're all going to get to meet her. Our Halo moms, especially. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that savings account thing. And you're right. I think like that whole mindset of just like. It's within your reach. We should be financially independent. We should be financially literate and don't be stupid about it. Just take it. that step, right? Yeah. It's like, for me, I took the step to invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. I've learned from my grandmother. I asked questions. Yeah. I was interested. And so it's just making that step. I had my first Zoom call for Money Mama because I just released it recently, mm-hmm. right? So for coaching to introduce my coaching programs. And I told them flat out at the beginning, I said, I am not going to follow up with you. I want you to take that step for yourself. Yeah. For you. I love There's it. no sales pitch at the end of the presentation. Right. None of that. I, I'm just a guide to show you what's possible. Yeah. How I can help you. I love it. Because I want you to succeed. I want to take away that stress that you feel every single day about your finances. Yeah. Or if you feel unconfident about it, I want to bring you to a level where you feel so fucking confident about sitting at the bank to ask for a business loan or this or that. Yeah. Right? I asked for my first business loan in August. And Jay, the branch manager, was starting to say, well, we're going to need a business plan and all of that. And I remember putting my hand on the table and looking at Jay in the eyes. And I said, you know, Jay, I don't know if you'll believe me, but I, I really believe that when things are meant to be, it's going to be way simpler than that. And then he looked at his computer and he said, okay, let me just see. Because sometimes there's pre-authorization and you can qualify. But it's very rare. Like really, I, I, it's almost impossible. I said, okay, just maybe check. Let's see. And then his eyes went as big as like $2. And I was like, so what is it, Jay? Well, you got pre-approved? Oh, is that for the amount that I requested? He's like, yeah. Well, there must be some restriction on the loan. Okay, let's see what it are. And then again, his eye went as big as <laughs> bigger. And I was like, hmm, is there a restriction? No, there's no restriction. I said, well, you know, last night I meditated on that and I prayed and I asked guidance that if it was meant to be for me to rebrand, to have this loan very easily. So where do I sign? 
he could not believe it. He said, in 20 years in business, I've never seen this. Yeah. So... Which again, brain, what brain branch is that? I'm going to go get it. Queensway and Park Lawn. I'm Guys, ladies, contact Jay. <laughs> and if someone wants to contact you, how do they find you, Mel? They found me on social media under Mani Mama Tio. Uh-huh. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, my phone number is there. And what's your website? My website is moneymamatio.com. I love it. Yeah, so reach out. I I offer 20-minute calls for free. Yeah. And again, there's no obligation. Right. Just like we're sitting here. Yeah. This is how I roll too. I don't pressure people. If you can pick my brain for 20 minutes and I can give you a timbit that will make you go to the next thing. Yeah. That's all I care about. I I re, I, I care about getting paid eventually too. Right. As a single mom. Yeah. <laughs> hint, hint. But no, it's just yeah. we're all in this life together. And that's why I loved Mom Teal so much because mm. that's how I felt. Like it's just where mother can be really t- challenging sometimes. Yeah. Amen, sister. So we want to support one another. We don't want to judge one another. Amen. So, I love it. Thank money you. Mama. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks, Dr. Dre, thank Dr. Seuss, <laughs> Dr. Levy, Dr. Dina, <laughs> the money mama. Thank you. That was mom said say fuck. Yay. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you really enjoy the content. We are eager to chat with the most interesting people about topics you care about. Please connect with us on social media at Moms That Say, at Moms TO, and at Dr. Dina Kulik, and share your comments, requests, and to continue the conversation. If you want to hear more, click subscribe and rate us too. We're all about the feedback because this podcast is for you. Have a great rest of week. Until next time.